Hey friends, and uh, today we want to talk to you about Gideon Rescue Company. And again, I have my friend Brock here. Hey Brock. Hey, greetings. So tell us a little bit about Gideon Rescue Company. Um, how did it start and um, what's what's behind the name and, and just a little bit about the beginnings of it. Yeah, absolutely. So Gideon Rescue Company really is the outgrowth of a... A degree program at Union College called International Rescue and Relief, um, started by Michael Durson, who operates a nonprofit group called Radical Rescue. And uh, Michael Durson's whole vision was to really train young people to be first responders into disaster, um, to be um, really helping to mitigate and also to to respond. But not only that, but to give people hope in times of disaster. Um, and so that's the, that was the whole beginning of this idea. And so after going through this particular program, four-year degree program, uh, myself and Corey Mydell, who's actually our training officer for Gideon Rescue Company, um, who's not with us today. He's on an ambulance today. But um, that we got together and, and said, you know, we would love to see this degree continue forward or actually this opportunity continue forward even beyond, um, you know, our college program experience. And so we got the first opportunity to do that in Haiti in 2010. And it was an incredible experience. I mean, absolutely amazing. Um, just the miracles that happened, the doors that opened up. Um, and we had a team of four that basically bought one-way plane tickets into Haiti uh, after the earthquake in 2010. Um, and then just for two weeks that we were on the ground there, it was it was one of those moments that you're just like, wow, um, this is what I believe I've been called uh, called to do in life here on Earth. Um, so it was it was really an amazing experience. We, we could spend hours just talking about that. But you know, our name Gideon actually comes from a biblical story. Um, mm-hmm. If you read in Judges chapter 6, you find this incredible story of this man, Gideon, who really was the least of the least. Like he didn't consider himself to be anybody important. Mm-hmm. Um, but God saw him as important. And so um, he was called to step forward to play a very big part in uh, rescuing his countrymen in a very mm-hmm. dark time um, from a disaster. It was, it was, a, it was yeah. a national disaster that they were facing, being invaded by the Midianites. Um, and so through his story, you see the successive growth that Gideon has in learning how to walk by faith and not by sight. And he ends up, he ends up calling together this very small group. Um, and in fact, through the story, God actually whittles his forces down to a very small group. It's less than 1% of his original fighting force that he started with. Um, and he was able to do more with that less than 1%, those 300 dedicated hands, than he could have done with many many more um and we've seen the same same thing happen in our group as well is that oftentimes um some of the best experiences we've had in serving and helping others has been through um what would seem to be an insufficient number of hands but yet when you have people that are very dedicated and surrendered and all on the same page Mm -hmm. um, the sky is the limit especially when you know god is in charge and so that's we draw our a lot of our principles from the story of gideon and so after we've seen some of these trips come together like that as a group we thought man 
you know, what better name than Gideon Rescue Company? Right. Yeah, that's an incredible story because it illustrates that it's not about the what men considers great. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the wealth. It's not even about the skills you have, although they can be very helpful. It's about being willing, you know, to step out in faith. It's about, uh, you know, trusting in God and His ability to provide, you know, and I definitely can testify to that from our last trip in Puerto Rico. I mean, it was only four of us, at least in this one instance. I know there were some other teams before and after, but in, in this group, and it's it's incredible how how many people we were able by God's grace to impact and to share hope with and and we were able to uh, you know go to these FEMA camps or just any camp any door was open to us without almost any obstacle because you know we were willing to step in faith and you know myself I'm not a you know trained in a, in a medical field or in a, even a rescue field. Um, I, I worked in a, a lifestyle uh, approach to depression and anxiety recovery program as a lifestyle coach. Right. And, you know, I, I definitely saw the impact of uh, combination of faith and natural remedies and what a huge impact it had on people's lives and, and what hope it can bring and relief. So, you know, just simply uh, joining on this last trip, uh, it was very exciting, and it taught me a lot of valuable lessons that I would say anybody that you know is willing to do something meaningful and something impactful, this is a great opportunity. So, you mentioned uh, that this uh, idea uh, of Gideon Rescue Company started 2010, right? And so, how many different trips have you gone to since? Um. Man, we'd have to sit here and count them all up, but it's been really yeah. an incredible journey. We've gone all over the world, you know, from Haiti to Jamaica to the Philippines, uh, uh-huh. to Indonesia, to the Bahamas, uh, to multiple missions here in the United States for disasters. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's been growing with each successive year. But, you know, you bring up a good point that I don't want to miss, and that is that, um, you know, so often it's hard to judge, like, you know, who would make a good candidate for joining us and helping us? Because certainly there's always a need for hands to help us. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just by portfolios. I mean, you know, you see this a lot. You know, somebody will come with tons of credentials. You mean, wow, that person's like, I mean, they're amazing. They've got all these degrees, all these letters behind their name. But yet when it when it comes down to the nature of the work that we do in very stressful, high octane environments, you find out that that credentials and degrees and letters really don't mean a whole lot. You want you mm. want to make sure that the guy that's in the trench with you also has yeah. your has your back, you know, and that he's on the right. same page. And there has yeah. to be a cohesiveness. Everybody has to be working together for the same goal. Otherwise things fall apart really quickly. So we, we believe that training training is easy, you know, because you know, you can give training to anyone. That's not the difficult sure. part. The difficult part is finding the right hands to train. And mm. so this is a part of that getting rescue principle and the model that we operate is that we don't actually choose the team. We we put the call and the need out there, and then we just really allow God to direct the efforts and, and bring together the right people for the right opportunity. Um, and we have practical skills, you know, on, on that level, just to speak to that note. Um, you know, we, we, we have, um, you know, I was trained in rope rescue technician, swift water technician, um, 
you know, search and rescue. These are all very practical skills. You know, I work. And you're a nurse right now. I work as a flight nurse and I work as a flight paramedic. So we definitely have, you know, EMS skills. We have practical skills. These are all great things that we utilize as tools in helping people. Um, And also all of our members have the opportunity to gain some of that same training. You know, not everybody will become a doctor, not everybody become a nurse, but there, there may be opportunities in which to gain the rope rescue skills, for instance, or the swift water rescue skills. Um, And so a lot of our team members are are moving in that direction. Um, And so, but, but that's, that's on the practical side, you know, we're, we're a disaster response company and there's a lot of different things that you face in a disaster and you never know. You never know like what skill set you may have that may be useful. You know, you mentioned um, depression recovery, um, and, and this is actually huge. You know, when we go to these disasters, we see that people um, need help with overcoming um, depress- depression. And so mm-hmm. the, the mental health aspect is enormous. And so we, we don't want to limit ourselves to just only everybody of one training, one, one you know, type yeah. of, of response we, we physical want, need but we want beyond, yeah. yeah we want people with multiple skills that join us in our efforts right yeah so uh, you you know I'm curious and I'm sure many listening how do you um, fundraise or finance all this because uh, you know it takes a lot of money right to, to operate to go to travel to basically it's a volunteer nonprofit so How do, you, we, how do you find that financial support? We are fully volunteer and we are fully non-profit, meaning we, we never profit from any of our trips. Um, yeah. But what's been incredible is that, you know, every trip we've taken, we've spent incredible resources. Um, but every single time we've gone, it's always been paid for. It's always been taken care of. And I think this really comes back to um, our philosophy and our belief in that Gideon model that, Um, you know, God is the one that's putting together this team. and He's the one that's putting together this mission. And so if that is really true, then uh, he's the one that ultimately pays for it. And uh, right. we, we've seen that time and time again, where if we are deployed, um, you know, on that mission, that, that he's the one that actually takes care of that, that expense. Um, yeah. And there's not, not to say it's not personally, you know, sure. there's no personal investment, because we also believe right. that it's important to personally invest in, in what you believe. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, a lot of us have put our own money, you know, into plane tickets or transportation or whatever may be needed. But we also have seen that, I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, money has just come in from nowhere, it seems, where people hear yeah. about what it is we're doing. They say, hey, sure. you know, we'd like to give you 780 bucks. You know, here it is for, <laughs> for, for this response. Yeah. It's like, wow, like what a blessing. You know, we, right. we never asked for it. But here, here we now we have yeah. funds in which the to Lord provide provides. for yeah, what it is we need. You know, uh, when uh, we were coming to this last trip in Puerto Rico, uh, we were in Texas and we were in a, in, in a church. And so I was sharing something and I mentioned that we're going to this trip. You know, I never asked. I haven't asked anything. So uh, and then this man comes afterward with an envelope and he gives me uh, he gave me hundred dollars. Like I, this is the second time I've seen him, you know. Yeah. And then uh, another person later on gave us hundred dollars. So. You know, like you said, if you are, you know, willing to step in faith, of course, we didn't have those like promise before we go like, hey, you're going to get this money and then you go like that would be easy. Right. But we were willing to go regardless, you know, uh, because we believe that we were, we were called and we see, you know, it's not just that we 
help those people in need, but we ourselves are blessed in return. I would even dare to say that I'm more blessed by doing something like this, the, the meaning, the, the satisfaction, you know, uh, by doing this than even the people we help. And so it's amazing how God, you know, um, provides uh, for these uh, when you step out in faith and a friend of mine said this um, God's will God's bill you know so I know anybody <laughs> listening may be like hey you know I wish I can do this but I can't afford it I have family to feed I have bills to pay and so forth but you know that's not something that God is concerned about in terms of like he's not limited by our you know um, financial limitations right. right if if you are willing then he will provide if he calls you he will provide you that's know right. he's you're gonna be amazed right that's right that's we right. have seen it over and over again so do you want to share something uh, at the end yeah you know just those two points that you mentioned there, there's actually two biblical points that back us up on this and number one is that um you know uh the worker is worthy of his wage meaning that you know when we go to work for others and for god um mm-hmm. that god provides just like you said um, and you know, that we've seen it time and time again, like you said. Um, and then the other thing too, is that we, we try not to put ourselves in a box, meaning that we try not to say, this is what we're going to do. Cause you have no idea, like disaster, the, yeah. the nature of disasters, it's total chaos. So, right. you know, you may be placed in a position in which you're, you're putting people on an airplane and evacuating them because that's, you're there. And now all of a sudden you see the doors opening up and it's like, oh, okay, well, God's putting us in this particular position to help people get on Mm -hmm. airplanes and and escape the disastrous situation. Or we've had it in Haiti where we were tasked with with food and water distribution. And that got pretty, pretty hairy really quickly because we had, you know, mass riots on our hands. And how do you now deal with that? So (laughs) um, so we've been in some really interesting positions or, you know, we've set up, you know, clinics. Uh, in tennis courts, you know, in, in Haiti as well. And we had a whole like just mobile mash unit all of a sudden pop up with doctors and nurses and paramedics. And now we're treating yeah. the sick, the wounded, the injured. Um, and so we never know what it is that we're going to do. Um, we have the skills and the training for different things that we think perhaps would be helpful. But, you know, uh, in each disaster, it's always different. Um, right. Know, we, we have two rescue boats currently in our fleet in our arsenal right now. Um, uh-huh. They're incredible boats. But, um, you know, those are incredible tools in which to physically get to people in floods um, and pull them out. But again, you never know what it is that you're going to do. And so we try to remain as flexible as we can. And we like to see as many different skill sets uh, on the team. Um, And you don't have to be limited to say, oh, I know nothing about medical. I know nothing about this. If you're willing and if if you're called and God opens Mm -hmm. the doors, we have a place and a work for you. Yeah. Definitely, I, I, I can te- I'll testify to that. So, uh, what are we going to talk about in our next episode? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, you know, I think we're we're headed into discussing um, disasters, and 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 we're talking a little bit about our team and who we are. And I think as we get further along, we're wanting to really dig into. Um, you know, why are we seeing these things happen around us? Like, why are there so many disasters? And so I'm excited because we've got a lot to share and uh, we're hoping that you'll join us for the next episode. Yeah, please join us next time and uh, keep looking up.